0: Welcome to Spreading the Floor with your hosts, Jacob Cooperman and Nigel Petty-Fernandez. Your go-to podcast for basketball's forecast.
1: the floor episode 29. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host Jake McHughman as well as my co-host Nigel Petty-Fernandez. He always he always joins me here on this podcast where we sit back shoot the shit talk about basketball. I'm quite literally sitting back right now on my couch uh, NBA poster behind me but we're always here That's and right. we're always ready to talk about basketball and we That's seemingly right. always have a lot to talk about right. This offseason has been kind of rewarding. I thought it would be a lot more how do you say like I thought I thought the news would be much more sparse than it actually was
0: yeah well, we were just assuming you know going into the offseason that it would be like a normal offseason but I guess we kind of got lucky that not only did we start the podcast around the same time as the longest NBA season of, of all time but we also started the podcast a, a little while before the shortest offseason of all time you know, yeah. which really, I me mean, all the news just, it doesn't have much time to sit there. You know, you get it and you move on and wait for the next bit, so.
1: It, re- it really actually works out because obviously we do this once a week and news in itself, you know, we'll have a light news week some weeks, but for most of the time, like you said, it, it comes flying in, it flies by, you got to be quick. It's good to keep you on your toes, but it's also good for us because again, we have just so much to talk about, so much can sizzle out, as we'll we'll talk about with Leangelo Ball in a little bit. Stuff comes in, uh, people come into the league, people leave the league, you know, certain teams are prevalent one week and the next they're they're gone. So it's really, it's been, like you said, it's been a good offseason for us, man. I like it. Yeah. And I'm ready, I'm also ready for the for the new season to start with that being said. Because I've been watching I – I I know people usually don't really, like, put that much of a connotation on, on preseason basketball, but this year I've been watching a lot of preseason basketball, especially because KD and Kyrie are back. I want to see how Washington would play. A lot of the rookies are showing out. Isaac Okurl right. for the Cavs. He's been playing terrifically. Who else? Who else? Lamello handing out dimes. He had zero points, but he, I think he, he was 11 – he had, like, 11 rebounds, five assists, something like yeah. that. He was he balling did, he out. Did well. Yeah, I was trying to look up the stats for all of the rookies, but they don't they didn't post I don't think they post preseason stats like that. So I had to go off of memory. I know John Wall and Boogie came back. They balled out. I mean everyone I think it's I think all of the pieces that you want to be there to make it a competitive NBA this year are are seemingly in the preseason. Now you could go off of the preseason or you could not go off the preseason if you want, but it seems like all the pieces are there as of now to make it a, yeah. a fun, competitive, interesting NBA.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's it was – I mean, that LaMelo dime was
1: – Which one? Oh, so <laughs> like, pretty. there's so many of them.
0: The behind the back one. Oh, my God. I watched that, like, 40 times. i was pretty so sure he pretty. hit, like,
1: four of those things. <laughs> yeah, no. I know which I one
0: mean, you're talking he, about, though. Yeah, he, uh, he came in and did exactly what I expected him to do. Uh, I just – I hope that we get more of that when he when the season actually starts. You know, it is preseason, like you said. You know, people don't really take preseason.
1: Do you think that he's being more passive with his scoring ability? Because I didn't think he really, from the limited clips that I saw, I don't think he really, because I, I, again, I have the NBA streams uh, thing up on my computer, but I, again, I don't have, I only have coverage of the Nets and the Knicks on my TV because I only have MSG and Fox sports will sometimes cover other teams. But for the most part, I can't get the teams like the Hornets or the Detroit Pistons or anything like that, unless they're playing the Knicks, which thankfully they were, but I didn't see a lot of what LaMelo did. I saw highlights, but I feel like for the most part he was kind of laying back. He wasn't really being too aggressive with scoring the ball. He was, which is totally fine because I think that's Lamelo's, right? This is the Lamelo. Lame- this is the Lamelo we want to see, right? We want to see yeah. Lamelo handing out dimes, being more of like a, a court general, slowing the game down. Like I feel like this is the prototypical Lamelo we've come to expect.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it is preseason. They probably they only pat him out there for like twenty minutes. They probably told all their guys, you know, go out there. It doesn't matter whether we win or lose, go go play basketball, just practice what you know we what we've been doing in 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 our practices. uh Gordon Hayward was looking good out there. Gordon Hayward yeah. was scoring the ball. Gordon Hayward was everywhere. uh so you know, I feel like he just he was just going out there, no stress, uh just feel like he throw, throw out a couple of dimes, wanted to show people like he is a point guard, you know, he is gonna take that role seriously. And, you know, he, he can't, as well as he can score the ball, he can also pass it. He showed that oh, yeah.
1: the other day. Oh, yeah. And I also have to give you props, Nigel. You were, too, you were right on two fronts. You are right about LiAngelo Ball, and you are right about these guys coming out of these leagues that are foreign to the NBA, their skill set translating over very well, right? Because you had Denji Evdiva. He played right. very well. He played, he played technical. Well. He played, you know, he was very, he had a smooth touch to the ball. And, and LaMelo, It looked like I was watching short of the scoring NBL highlights again. So to your credit, you called it. These guys are playing terrifically in the NBA. I didn't see much of a gap there. I was very, I was very happy with the way they played. I got to be honest. I was happy with the way all of these, these rookies, these rookies, excuse me, played. I think this year real quick, here's my hot take. I think this year will be the year for the rookies. I think it'll be the year for the bench. I think that a lot of these promising young guys are going to be coming off the bench. You think of teams like Atlanta, where they have such a, a, a depth to them, right? A, a great bench, but other teams as well, man, with these rookies, I think it's going to really come down not only to the star players, because there are a lot of star players coming back, but I think it's also going to come down to which team has the best depth.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So,
1: yeah i'm, I'm really get behind that yeah it's it's really it's really it was really fun to see honestly and i only watched again i only got to watch a little bit of preseason nba basketball but from the from the clips i watched man they're banging they're banging smanging and maintaining out there you know
0: yeah well you know i just uh liangelo like i said i mean respect for him to i guess making it to the nba for yeah. a couple of weeks but he's just not good enough to, to be on that, on that court with those guys. And he, he can't keep the pace. He's, he's just, he's just not that good Uh, compared to his brothers. No,
1: no, he didn't play. Uh, I don't think think he played. I think, I think
0: they, they waved him right before the first, their first game. I believe so. I'm not 100% sure. Was
1: he, was he throwing up bricks in practice? Is that why they waved him? Well, no, I mean, you can just,
0: you could just kind of see it in his, you know, in just his highlights, Uh, just from like, you know, off the court, um i mean he just does doesn't really move with the ball in in the in the way that a professional athlete should be you know okay. i think you know what i had it explained to me once as was you know some guys you have they you have that like that kind of twitch gene you know what i'm saying yeah. where you can move on a dime on and off you know what i'm saying you, your body kind of does it without you thinking about it yeah. uh, like lebron has the best of the best have it uh, and then you get those guys that are really close, but they just don't have that gene. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't have that ability. Their bodies just don't do it naturally. And you can see it in him. He's a lot more clunkier when, he, when, he, when he's moving athletically. Uh, the same stuff that LaMelo does, he will try to do and it just doesn't look as natural for him. And I don't think that's necessarily because he's worse. It's just some people have it and some people don't. I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? And most people don't have it or else there'd be a lot more people in the NBA.
1: I, th- I think it's one thing to like you. I, I like what you said actually about Lamelo, right? Because Lamelo doesn't necessarily have that that quick quick twitch. You know, take it to the hole, ah, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tomahawk dunk it, but he relies more. He's more like Killian Hayes in that regard. Where actually Killian Hayes was was taking it to the hole pretty pretty uh, forcefully. Not to make a weird reference, but you know, the other game, uh, the other night that I saw him, he was he was really forcing the issue there. But um, I, I think it's it's one thing to not have that athleticism moving forward and not to be able to, like you said about the ball, he doesn't really move with that quick, quick twitch gene. God, that's hard to say. Lamelo doesn't have it either, but Lamello is very skillful. Same thing with Killian yeah. Hayes, Killian Hayes. They both rely on slowing the game. It's, I think it is. I Enough. really think it comes down to being able to slow the game down to your pace. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Lamello has that. He's very calm, composed, Whereas a lot of guys without that quick twitch gene, they might try to force it. I don't think yeah. that LiAngelo or Killian Hayes do that. That might be the difference for me. LiAngelo Ball, excuse me, LaMelo Ball might actually have some athleticism to him as well. I'm sure he does to be able to have the crazy layup package that he does and make all those insane passes. But I think that's the main difference between the two. And it's a shame. Oh, you know. Oh, go ahead. My fault. No, no, you can go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a, it's a shame to, to not have at least seen LiAngelo Ball play, you know, what a quarter a half even five minutes of nba basketball like i'm sure he would have wanted like i'm sure lavar would have wanted obviously they're grown-ass men we talked about it but it's it's a shame it's a shame to not have been able to see that for all three ball brothers i'm sure he'll i mean if you're if you're if you're leangelo ball after this do you i'm sure you've got to take this in stride and, and come back better at some point i mean i i don't think this is necessarily going to be the last time that we see him try to make an NBA run. This might be the last time we see him in the NBA, but I don't think it'll be the last time we see him make an NBA run for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to come down to pride. You know, he doesn't, he does not need to go to the NBA. He's already rich. The family's already rich. They already have two, two people in the NBA. Uh, Not to mention all the media stuff they do and all the, you know, all the investments they have, you know, LeVar Ball or has his fingers in so many different things. Um, he does not need to be in the NBA. Uh, if he'd made another NBA run, it would just purely because he wanted his name on that roster. But also you got to think about it, you know, uh, you know, would they even have him out there? Probably on not. The on You know, are, are, are there not, you know, t- 12 people t- better than him on a team?
1: The, the time that would have been for him to shine was probably preseason. If he had gotten yeah. any reps at all at the NBA level, it would have been in preseason. That's, yeah, that's my whole thing. Know. I at least would have wanted to see him come on the court at that point. But no, again, yeah. we're not, I don't, I'm not like a coach. I'm not a GM, obviously. I just talk about basketball in front of a computer with a mic. So I don't know the ins and outs. I, as much as I like to think that I do talking about it, I don't know the ins and outs of NBA basketball. So he probably wasn't qualified. I'm just saying that that's probably would have been where he would have gotten his reps.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he—I he, just don't think he can—he—I he, just don't think he can do, you know, the stuff that a person at that level should be able to do. And you got to think about it. There's 12 100%. slots on a team, you know, you got five starters that's going to play half the game, and then you got five bench players that's going to play the other half, and you got two people to sit there just in case someone gets injured. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and you got to make sure that you are better than those two people in order to be an NBA team. And I—I I personally just didn't think that he made the cut. And that's yeah. why I made the prediction last time.
1: I no, I, I agree with you, Nigel. I think you're, I think you're 100 correct. I just think that I'm saying, I'm making the point that if at all he had even become, you know, come close to being that competitive to where he could maybe shoot for a spot on the team, it pro- we probably probably would have seen him only exclusively during preseason, pending how he performed. And if he performed well there, maybe off the bench for like, a, I don't know, five. Two minutes, garbage time game appearance, and the regular season at the start of the season. You know, I, I don't think we would have seen Le'Angelo Ball that extensively in the NBA. Yeah. Maybe that's me being a cynicist, but I mean, I guess listen, that might be me, that might be me being a realist because again, he got cut. You know, so I,
0: th- I think on his best day, and this is gonna sound mean, on his <laughs> best day, he is a bench player in the G League, on a on an I, average G League team,
1: which is still saying a lot because. To get to that point, you have to. Uh, well, I was gonna say you'd have to be. I can we call that slightly above college level? Maybe that is is a NBA G League bench player a mid level college player? Can we say that? I feel like that's a sort well, of kind of fair assessment. I don't know.
0: The only difference is like like we you know we were talking about last time. um is that in college you're playing against college players you know you're playing against 18 19 20 21 22 right. year olds and the g league you are playing against grown men
1: that, okay so NBA guys
0: right so if you are in the g league or the nba it is assumed that you will be able to be athletic enough to compete against physically like we're not talking about college players you know what i'm saying we're not talking about you know, students, we're talking about grown men who do this for a living and make their money off it and have been doing it for maybe a decade or more, you know what I'm saying? Or less, but, you know, on any given team, you're talking about people who've been doing this their whole lives. So you're, you're putting LiAngelo out there in a league where against people who do this, do it better than him, do have done it longer than him. You know, you got to think that, is that really where he, you know, he, he's going to shine. Um, I don't I would say I'd say that if he was in college playing against 18, 19 year olds, yeah, he'd probably do all right. But I just don't think that he he's good enough to go against that kind of competition. You know, yeah. like actual six ten people, people who are seven foot two, you know what I'm saying? People who who can move you. You know what I'm saying? Like these are men, these are grown men yeah. who can move yeah. you you know? Right. And can you play defense against that? Can you score against that? Probably not.
1: They'll probably have a quicker first step, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, it, it. then if you really think about it that way, if you frame it in that kind of, of way, it's like, why really did he get an NBA contract at that point? You got to wonder then if he is at that, if it, let's just, we're postulating here, right? If he is at that talent, that skill level, how did he get, is, is Lavar Ball's influence that wide standing that he can just conjure up even one year non-guaranteed NBA contracts for his kids? Like, I wonder. And another thing, too, I mean, we saw him briefly at the college. I'm talking about very briefly because I don't know if you remember, Nigel, he robbed a Gucci store in some foreign country. Yeah. And that was the end of him at UCLA. So we never really got to see him play at that level. But it makes you wonder, really, how he even got that, that opportunity to be at the next level. You know, because yeah. he, he was bouncing around the G League, if I can remember correctly.
0: Well, I mean, listen, his one of his brothers was the second overall pick. The other one was the first overall pick. Um, you just got. I mean, I'm sure some teams would just looked at him and be like, you know, like there's there's potential running in his blood. You know what I'm saying? You think? Absolutely. That <sighs> and and you know the 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 Pistons, got by the Pistons, right? They're yeah. probably thinking that. Uh, if they weren't able to find someone to fill those slots, at least they'd have LeAngelo Ball, who, who knows, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he could break out. He's a high profile name. If people will just go to Pistons game because they see ball, you know what I'm saying? That's and true. That's, true. that's true. That's true. So what happened is they probably found people to fill those slots and they were like, they were like, all right, well, we'll, we'll get him out of there. We, we have people that will be able to fill in
1: yeah i I don't know man something tells me the inclination tells me that it might have been one half of what you said is is what you know the pull that comes with a name like the ball brothers yeah i think that speaks volumes and we always talk about it too here the nba is much more of a bachelorino league right now right there's a lot of emphasis on the drama it's what makes part of the league like i'm sure that's what helps brand the players Because you have Kyrie. We'll get to him later. He's he's a diva constantly in the media. You have KD. He's kind of been a diva turned into more of a humble fellow once he got to Brooklyn. And he's, you know, all this stuff. You have LeBron James, the king, you know, the the Greek freak. That's part of – I'm sure that's what plays into it, right? Like you have this league that's so personality-centric. And you have guys that are scoring the ball at a high level and and, and all this new talent, but it's also a league driven by personalities. So yeah, I'm sure that, that played something into him getting a a spot on Detroit, especially because Detroit was willing to offer Jake Cole a roster spot. Let's not forget about that. Jake yeah. listen, Detroit's really just handing out roster spots left and right. I don't know that, that just occurred to me. What is Detroit doing, man? Um what?
0: Oh, I can't imagine that their ticket sales are through the roof, if we're being completely honest.
1: You think Detroit's like, listen, we got to do something here to get more than 50 people in the stadium at once.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, w- I wouldn't go that far, but it's like it's one of those <laughs> places, you know, because I went to an Orlando Magic game once against the Spurs. And I'll tell you what, there were more Spurs fans in that, in that arena in, that, in, yeah. the, in Orlando than there were Magic fans. And you know, I'm sure. you know, I'm blessed. I'm a Knicks fan. Like when I go to Madison Square Garden, I usually just see Knicks fans. Yeah. But I'm sure there's a there's a probably a bunch of like I'm sure the Timberwolves, the Pistons, the Magic. You know, a lot of these places just don't have very loyal fan bases. It's
1: not a big market either, you know, for basketball.
0: No, no it's not. Yeah. So that probably played into it, but um. No, I don't know. I also feel like if you're just if if you're like, like you said, if you're Michael Jordan's son, you probably find yourself on an NBA team, even if you're not that good.
2: Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? So so I could see that if they're they're probably like, look, if you got two brothers going top three in the NBA draft, you know, why not? Just see like anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? We'll give him a we'll (laughs) give him a little contract. See, maybe maybe he'll bust out.
1: I could see Michael Jordan himself coming back into the NBA. He's like, fuck that. I'm lacing up. And just comes back into the NBA and plays for the Hornets. No,
0: nah, I see a bunch of him, a bunch of videos of him, like, playing against, like, Tom Brady and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good like, stuff. I, I like watching retired Michael Jordan
2: play.
1: And, he like, he's he's constantly telling people, look up Michael Jordan highlights as if nobody knows who Michael Jordan is. Like, he'll, yeah. he'll score on someone. You better look up Michael Jordan highlights. Who hasn't seen Michael Jordan highlights? Yeah. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. You he's know, the he, most. He's the most famous basketball player ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. By yeah, far. No, Guy's hilarious. Guys hilarious. But I guess yeah. the point about the NBA is that NBA is a great league. A lot players of people league. would knock it. It's a players league, though. Exactly, yeah. Nigel. It's a players league. It's a league yeah. that is centric to the players. And that's yeah. a good thing in some cases, and it's a bad thing. Because you have guys like, I guess, perfect segue. We talk about Harden. You know, yeah. you, got, you have guys like Harden getting away with murder, you know, not, not showing up yeah. to team practices. Steven Silas is getting cucked. He's saying, Hey, Harden. You could show up to the next game if you want, buddy. Harden doesn't, you know, hit him back. And then he's – I hear him talking in the media about how, oh, maybe Harden will come to the next game. Harden will come to this training session. It seems like he is going to be checked in for the next game, though. The last I heard, he's done with this kind of little contract holdout, though he's also said that he is – he's not happy still. He wants a trade, which I was a little bit confused with because – I thought that John Wall showing up with the pairing of Boogie, those two combined, had a great night. I thought that maybe would have galvanized Harden a little bit to stay. I was very surprised. I was I was very surprised with the fact that that didn't sway Harden in a positive direction. I could see the argument the other way, which I know you're about to make. Yeah. But I, I could also see an argument or a reality in which, hey, Harden says, look, that's John Wall right there. That's Boogie. This is a good pairing. Maybe we can make something happen. I don't know. It it it's the it's not the best pairing that they've had. They didn't get it done with guys when they had, you know, CP3 and Clint Capella. So I'm sure Harden would have no reason to believe that they would get it done in the West this year, but it's just food for thought.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm sure I'm, I, I, he's probably looking at that roster and being like, Look, this isn't a guaranteed championship. I'm not interested. You think so? 100 percent Um he uh would this team be an improvement? Maybe. But uh I don't I just don't think it's what he's looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like it's clear that, that the the Houston Rockets window, like we said last time, has closed. He's ready to move on. And know, I don't, you know, know if I it's don't blame
1: for a championship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's
0: that team is not stacking up against the no, Lakers. No, 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 no the shot. Clippers, no shot, no shot. No shot. It's but just not happening. They're a
1: playoff team, I think. And I will, I will. I will go on record and say that I was correct. Can you give me that? Can you, can you afford me that luxury, Nigel, to say that I was correct about the John Wall and Boogie Cousins pairing, even though it's only preseason basketball? John Wall's actually been balling out.
0: Well, yes. I will tell you in the preseason, yes, you were right. So in a in, in time when it doesn't matter at all whether you're <laughs> right or wrong, you are correct. Okay,
2: fair, but, enough, uh, fair enough. fair enough,
0: But uh, no, we got to see how they play during the season. That's true. You know, they got eighty-two games ahead of them. They that's got a true. they got a long couple months. Guys to go. with
2: injuries, uh, and yeah.
0: injury
1: history as well.
0: You know, so if you're Harden, you're looking at that team like, man, you know, like I just I just want something. I mean, he Harden's not looking to make it into the set into the, you know, have a second round elimination. You know, that's not what he's what he's excited for. You know, he wants to go out and win. Uh, it's just it's not going to happen on that team. Even if they stay healthy the whole year, even if they stay healthy and they play well, that team is just not stacking up against some of the competition they have in the West. Uh, He needs to get out of there, and I don't blame him.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, at this point, I'm not saying I don't blame – I do kind of actually blame Harden for his behavior. I think the way he handled it is obviously pretty bad. It's pretty in bad taste. You know, Stephen Silas doesn't deserve any of this, right? Stephen Silas has been an assistant coach his entire career. He finally gets called up to be a head coach. He has all these toys to play with, John Wall, Boogie, Harden. And one of the best players in the NBA just doesn't show up to, to training camp. Now, that's not to say that they don't have a solid team around him. But still, though, you want a guy like Harden to show up. With that being said, I'm going to now lobby for Harden's side of the argument. I could 100% see where you're coming from and where I'm sure Harden is coming from in the sense that, hey, if I'm Harden, I'm such a, a great talent in a league that we just talked about. It's a player's league. I don't want to necessarily show up to a team that's not guaranteeing me a chip. There's other destinations, mainly the 76ers and the Bucks, and uh, the Heat that I've heard about. That could be a much better situation uh, to, yeah, contend for a chip. Because yeah. you think about it, he goes to the Bucks. that's a chip team. My personal yeah. opinion, it's a chip team, for sure.
0: That's that's finals bound, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I think Giannis would also take a cut. I don't think I think Giannis is a team player type of guy to where he'd probably take a cut and he wouldn't go for the max so that he could afford Harden. I think 100%. Giannis wants I think Giannis wants a championship at any at any you know what I'm saying at any cost.
2: Absolutely. I think Giannis
1: would be 100 percent on board with that. Uh, if he goes to the Heat, I don't know about chip team, but definitely a deep playoff run team. Ceiling
0: I could see I could see I could see a finals appearance on the heat. Yeah. Um so I, I personally hope he goes to the heat. I want to see him on the heat.
1: It's it James Harden on the Heat is a vibe.
0: Yeah. James Hard on the be, Heat. That'd is be a vibe. sick. Yeah. With the with the Vice jerseys. Hell Ooh,
1: yeah. Oh my God. The beard
0: with yeah. the Vice
1: jersey on. No, I'm not gonna lie. That's yeah, that's sick. I
0: hope yeah. I'm I'm rooting for Miami.
1: Um and especially because of what Miami did last season, I think, right? Like yeah. Miami is just Miami deserves Harden, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, with the, I agree. they played like champs last year. And then you got the 76ers, which there's been a lot of talks about potentially trading away either, um, excuse me, Ben Simmons or uh, ma, 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 ma. can't even the big man. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm blanking on his Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. There you go. The big man Joel Embiid. So either one of them would be packaged away. Uh, that's not that's a playoff team. That's not a chip team. If that, if they trade away those two, which again, the 76ers are a special type of cap hell. They get rid of some of the depth and they get Harden on there. They somehow figure out a way to manufacture a team in which Harden, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid are all on the same team. That's a chip team. If one of the other two goes and it's just Harden in one, I don't know. That's my take.
0: I think if you had a Harden and Joel Embiid, I think that'd be a pretty, pretty good uh, contender.
1: Where do you see them contenders?
0: I see them going to the finals. Yeah. You see them? Was, you see them being chicken tenders? If, if it was hard, hell yeah. If it was Harden and Embiid, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Harden and Ben Simmons? No, I don't. I don't think that. No, like Harden and Embiid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I. I definitely. I think it would be more possible with with Harden and Embiid. Harden yeah. and, and Embiid. You know, because Embiid is such a versatile big. Uh Ben Simmons' game, while he's great on defense and he's a great slasher, he's very athletic. He's oversized. He has somewhat of a one-dimensional game, right? Like, in terms in terms of, of everyone on that team, Joel Embiid is the much more well-rounded player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Except for his workout thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's true. That you are yeah. correct about that. Coming into yeah. camp, I'm sure overweight. He's basically the Eden Hazard of the NBA. For all my <laughs> soccer fans that listen to the podcast. Brendan's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about, and he's going to be laughing right now as he listens to this. Um, Belgian soccer player that always comes in overweight to, to you know, international camp. Um, yeah. But yes, I think I think wherever Harden goes, he'll grace he'll grace that team, and he knows that he knows yeah. that, and that's why he's been so cavalier with this. I just wish he would have handled it, handled it in another way,
0: you know. maturely, yeah,
1: yeah, because it's like again, it's a it's a player's league, but I just I I can't help but feel bad for Stephen Silas. Like you gotta, if you're Harden, you gotta realize that Stephen Silas is new to the job. I'm sure he's been thrust into this position. I'm sure it's uncomfortable for him. I mean, that's just me. I'm a very considerate person, uh, and I know I'm not balling out in the highest level. So when you're doing that, you don't necessarily need to be considerate. But for me, I just wish Harden would have handled it a little bit differently.
0: Well, yeah, he should have. He should have been a little bit more mature about it. Um, this probably takes his trade, his trade value down. You know, just that much more. Well, yeah. Um. Not that. Not that he needs more trade value. I mean, any any team that he goes to is a playoff team, pretty much. Yeah, um, even the Knicks probably to be, if I'd say so myself, I'd say. I can see that with Obi
1: Toppin and the guys yeah. that got it right.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, if if Hard wins the Knicks, they would make the playoffs. But um,
1: we got to talk about nah. Obi Toppin in a second too. I wanna get yeah,
0: no, nah, yeah. But, right. but sorry,
1: continue with Hard. My fault.
0: No, I mean it's, it's exactly what you what you said. We're just reiterating. You know, he should have he should have been more responsible. He's supposed to be a leader, not acting like a leader. Yeah. Um, you know, he's being very immature. And the, the longer he does this, you know, ju- him and the organization are going to hurt more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I bet you um, that, like, a, a team, that like, a very well-rounded team that's one piece away may not want to take a chance on Harden because he's doing this.
1: You think so? Whereas,
0: whereas a team that's a little bit more desperate may be like, oh, whatever, you know, we'll make him happy. But, you know what I'm saying? If you're, like, like let, let's say you're the Warriors. You may not want to trade away some valuable pieces for Harden because it's not guaranteed that he's going to act like, you know, an adult. You know what I'm saying? If he's not happy, are they really getting their money's worth? But then you got to take a team like the Heat or maybe the Bucks that are in a more desperate position that would easily take him. But yeah. I'd say the Warriors might have a little bit more trouble taking him. I'm sure they would. Yeah, because you know, they it would be a longer conversation. Yeah. yeah it'd be a longer conversation for the Warriors.
1: Well, I don't know. I, even about the Bucs, I don't know how how really desperate the Bucs are right now, but I, I, I know what you mean, Nigel. And something that I've seen a lot on Instagram debated heavily is that, like, whatever team Harden goes to, it's either going to be, like you said, a fringe playoff team or a team that's already in the playoffs looking to make a push for the chip or a team like the Knicks, uh, the Orlando Magic, just to put hypotheticals out there, that don't really – they're not really there yet and they need that guy to supplement – but it, 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 to me, with the teams and, and keeping the whole situation that we have at hand right now in mind, do you have a team, they bring Harden on, that's going to be a win now move, as opposed to the 76ers keeping who they have now, keeping their new, you know what I'm saying? And and going for longevity. Because a lot of people were talking about the 76ers, if they put Harden on now, like you said, they're sacrificing some depth because the rest assured the 76ers are going to need to clean, clean up a lot of cap to get Harden. That's that's a given, right? Like th- right. they got to they gotta clean house. They got to offer everything in the kitchen. Like. But that's a win now move. And if it doesn't work out and say Harden does more of the same, he gets unhappy. And now a precedent is set where he doesn't necessarily need to go somewhere if he's not happy, what happens then? So that's a very interesting point you brought up, Nigel. Like
2: yeah,
1: how does this affect hardened trade stock like certain teams that are very close and might and we talked about this on past podcasts certain teams that are very close to that precipice may not want to bank on this guy because of this of these proceedings that yeah. that's that could be a, an eventuality now yeah, that's what i see realistic no no i 100 agree with you realistically though I think he's going to land more so on a playoff team. I think I think there's going to be at least one team out of the field that's going to say, hey, listen, because there's always, you know, I'm sure there's always going to be GMs and head coaches that say like, hey, man, we can handle him. You know, he's such a great asset. If we can reel him in, we can do it. It's what happened with Antonio Brown in the NFL. We can reel him in. Let's see if we can control. You know, there's going to be one team like that. And I think he's going to land on a fringe contender or definitely a, a playoff team.
0: Well, what he needs to do is, I think his he has one year left in his contract. Am I, am I incorrect? Do you know?
1: Um, I'll check this right now for you, but go ahead.
0: Okay. What he, what he needs to do is he needs to play out the rest of his contract in Houston so that whatever team he goes to doesn't have to trade for him. You know what I'm saying? Because any team that he goes to is going to have to offer up an arm and a leg, and that's not what he wants if he wants to make the finals. He needs to be in addition to an already great team. You know, what I'm saying it like, let's say he goes to the Bucks, they're gonna ask for Giannis in return. Let's say he goes to the Warriors, they're gonna ask for Steph Curry in return. Right. Yeah. Wherever he goes, they're gonna, you know, he, he doesn't has that want type of that. Pull. Yeah. So he he needs to finish out the contract and then just go sign with another team. When does this? Do you know when his contract ends?
1: 2023. So he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2023.
0: So, so he, has
2: it,
1: he had a He had two more years. Yes. Which for realistically for Harden, I mean, because you said it best, Nigel. They're Playoff window was pretty much out the well, not playoff window, but chip window is is pretty much out the uh, their chip, yeah, their chip window is out the window.
0: <laughs> their final, you know, they're I don't really see them making the finals. They 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 didn't really make it in the first place,
1: and they ha- they haven't
0: gotten better. So yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and the competition hasn't gotten steeper.
1: But you're right. In the same way that they would need to get rid of a lot of depth, I think. A lot of teams wouldn't be willing to trade for Harden if it meant getting rid of some of their already established star players. Yeah, Golden State, Steph Curry. I'm not getting rid of Steph Curry for Harden. I might get rid of Clay for Harden. I don't know. But that's another yeah. thing. It's like you got to take into account the system that they have already set up, the chemistry, right? Yeah. You know, like there's so much other stuff to factor in, uh, and we know Harden, the ball dominant guard. He tends to get into fights sometimes. You Know he's a passionate guy, it's gonna happen that part that comes with the game. So, you know, I, I'm just interested to see where he ends up, man. He's gonna play yeah. next game for the Rockets. Maybe this game has some sort of bearing on where he goes. That's true. Maybe we don't we don't know. But I, I'd say my best guess now we could give our picks for where we think he goes. I think I think Harden goes to South Beach.
0: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he I'd love to see him there. Yeah. I don't think they have enough. To offer in exchange for him, I don't think they have enough trade
1: they they do off. if they got rid of uh, Tyler hero, they would that was the whole thing is that they want to get rid mm. of, which is like, oh man, damn, like yeah, yeah, damn, but it's hardened, so you know like either team would be blessed to have either player,
0: yeah, but Tyler hero is not they'd have to get rid of a lot more than just Tyler hero they'd be they'd be giving away their future, they'd be giving up Tyler hero. First round picks, couple bench players.
1: Well, you gotta think, what's up with the Bucks then? Because then that was his other destination. We could talk about the 76ers too, but what would the Bucks have to give up for that? What, like Chris Middleton? Who? I'm thinking of like really, you know, star players. They have a very solid unit too.
0: Yeah, they do. Um... I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like he has a better chance of going to the Heat than the Bucks, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, right? Like the Bucks because have the a bu- more the bu-
2: unit.
0: The the Heat are younger, yeah. which means they're worth more. Um, Tyler Hero is probably worth more than Chris Middleton right now. Well, no, I, w- I wouldn't go that far. What did you say? Wait,
1: wait, wait. I said
0: that Tyler Hero might be worth a little bit more than Chris Middleton just because he's younger.
1: With time, yes.
0: Yeah. Um. So I see him going to the Heat. I hope he goes to the Heat. Uh, and you I copping? hope they don't have to trade away their future.
1: You copping a Harden Vice jersey?
0: I, uh, you know, I might have to. Do I might I have to. Have to cop- I would. If I cop any Vice jersey, it might be might might have to be Jimmy, our hero, though.
1: Dude, Jimmy's a Vod. Va- Dude, uh, a Jimmy Vice jersey. Yeah, I'd rather get that than a Harden jersey.
0: Yeah, but also the the hero jersey is so sick too.
1: Something about hero's name on the back of a Vice jersey just yeah. slaps, bro.
0: Yeah, I just I can't. I just, uh it's too much. You're like,
1: you're like, <laughs> you gotta get it, bro. He was on a, he was on a song with Jack Harlow, bro. Yeah, I know.
0: It. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he has the song. Mm. He wasn't even on that song. He was just mentioned once.
1: He was just. I, I think he was in the music video too. I, I, I guess so.
0: He might have been in the music. Let video me, either. let me see,
1: let me see, <laughs> let me see, No Limit Hero, or Harrow, or the I think it's, I think it's Harrow. Tyler Harrow. Let me see Tyler Harrow get a a feature on Jack Harlow or like some other rapper, like the baby.
0: Bro, Tyler, I mean like Tyler Hero is just a sick name. Bro, I don't know it? how every 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 podcast we have, we end up just going and like just like loving on Tyler Hero. Like he's yeah, just so dude. lovable. Like I wish he just pinched his cheeks.
1: Dude, um Dude, I was talking to some girls the other day and I was telling them about the podcast and we were watching it wasn't the other day. It was quite a while back. I don't know why I said the other day. We were watching – it was some game. I think it might have been game one or game two of the NBA Finals. And they said, who's that cute white boy over there? And I said, that's that's Tyler Harrow. And he goes – and I go, I'll get him on the – were like, can you put in a good word? If you get him on the podcast, I was like, I got you. So we kind oh,
0: you of You're like, yeah, he's coming on next, actually.
1: He's coming on next. Bro. Yeah. We got to get him on the podcast. That'd be legendary. That'd be – that'd be. I, I,
0: I could I could see a hero for Harden trade, though. I could see that.
1: I could definitely see that. Unfortunately, like I, I love Hero, but it's Harden. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's not really any debate there for me in my mind.
0: Unfortunately, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I don't but know. I we, we we, we got to see.
1: It comes back. It comes back to the. I don't mean to harp on this too much. It comes back to the argument of time over win now. Harden would be the win now, and Hero, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, would be the time. You know, like this. That would be progression for the team.
0: Yeah. Well you also gotta think would Harden mend well with Jimmy Butler?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Probably not.
1: They're both two pretty alpha personalities. And I feel like Jimmy yeah. Butler wouldn't be afraid to tell Harden if he was
0: being a, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Jimmy Butler only makes people around him better though. That's true too. Um, so you know, I, I'd love to see I'd love to see them play together. Uh, I also wouldn't. I also. I, I. could also see a universe in which Jimmy Butler was traded for for James Harden. Uh, yeah. That might be. He might. Jimmy Butler would fit well on that team, on the Rockets team too. I'd be
1: so heartbroken for Jimmy Butler though. Yeah. I know. Because he finally found his stride in Miami. He was doing things. He poured his heart out for them. Yeah. You know. And then boom. But again, we'll have to see. But my my best guess is probably South Beach for Harden if he yeah. goes anywhere. If not I'd like, I'd
0: like to see him there too. I yeah. really enjoy that.
1: Can we talk about the Kyrie comments, the fine, calling the media yeah. pawns,
0: coming out, I mean...
1: walking it back? Listen, 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 listen. Before you say anything, before you say anything, I'm gonna be nicer to Kyrie this episode. Why? I'm gonna be... <laughs> why? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I... What, what if Kyrie's actually a really solid guy and we're just ripping him a new ass every
0: he's single act, episode? He's acting like a fucking asshole. It doesn't matter what he's actually... We're, okay. we're, yeah, we're, f- we're, we're, right. we're judging him as, as NBA af, as NBA fans. This is what we see of him. And yeah. it hasn't been very good recently.
1: That's true. I, I just... I, I don't know, man. Like I, I came into this episode... Overall, I'm trying to be a more positive person in the media. But... I want to, I, I figured I'd come at this, I'd attack this with a more holistic view in mind, right? Um, Kyrie, uh, can I talk, can, Naz, you mind if I talk directly to Kyrie real quick?
0: Go ahead, talk to him.
1: Okay, all right. Future Cooper, you know, just do the zoom in on my face thing. Kyrie, why why do you do what you do, right? Like if, if the media, it can't be the media taking what you say out of context if exactly what you say Is what the media interprets it as, right? You come out on your podcast, or you come out on Katie's podcast. You don't, you know, you hurt LeBron. I I don't even know how you managed to hurt LeBron's feelings. Like, how how the fuck do you do that? How do you? Who does
0: that? Who who hurts LeBron's feelings?
1: Okay, I'm done talking to Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Open open it back up. No, that good point, Nigel. Who the fuck? How do you even do that? How do you hurt arguably one of the goats' feelings? And then come out and say it wasn't like that, or if I had anything to say, I'd say it to him. Clearly, it meant him. And then you come out, you call the media pawns. After you get fined 25 k you say, hey, I hope this goes towards marginalized communities. Which, again, is if he – I don't know if he meant it. If he had meant it, yeah, sure. Like, that money could be going towards marginalized communities. You know, like, sure. If you want to put money – or put your own money towards marginalized communities. What like I, I just don't understand the disconnect that Kyrie. I think what it is with Kyrie is that, and I'm done talking to Kyrie by the way, sure. You don't have to. I think okay. what it is with Kyrie is that he wants to be so more of a profound thinker than he actually is. He has this embedded version of himself in his head that he's built up over the years. I think it started when people were likening LeBron to his father. I think it's a defense mechanism. I think he has this 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 preconceived notion about himself and it's just been like I said compounded over time. It keeps building and, building and building and building and building and building and now he just views himself he's not in reality. The Kyrie we're seeing is not the Kyrie of old. The Kyrie on the cabs that you and I loved. Yeah. Right? This is a new Kyrie. This is a more a much more self-involved Kyrie, a much more selfish Kyrie, a much more Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out, Nigel. Um, a much more egotistic, I love you, yeah, egotistical Kyrie.
0: I, I mean, I I understand what you're trying to say. It's just,
1: I just, I kind of feel bad for it. Like, what if, what if we're we're trying to, we're trying
0: to figure it out. So, I think that he's just having his mid career crisis. He's 10 years in the league.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what if
0: this is like just just about, you know, I'm saying, like, he knows that it's he's he's not he's not a young. He's not a no, no pun intended. He's he's no young buck. I was about to say. Yeah, buck. you know, what I'm saying he he know he knows that whatever team he goes to is getting an injury prone player. He needs some kind of outlet. You know, what I'm saying he needs something going for him, something to keep his his name, you know, upheld. You know, it, it's just he. I think he. I think he figures that his best days are behind him, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, so he's kind of like enlightened now, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's found, he's found something better, something to take his mind off that, you know what I'm saying? If you wanted, if you, if, if you're, you, you, he made the comments, he hopes that $25,000 goes to marginalized communities. Why doesn't he talk to the media? That's and, what I'm then, and then when he doesn't get fined, take the money that he would be fined and then give it to marginalized Right. Community.
1: It's like, that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I was trying to say earlier. I just couldn't really put it into words. Nigel, you put it perfectly. He wants to be woke, but he's not even really woke on the right issues. Like he's not going about it the right way. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I wanted yeah. to come in and be a little bit more nice to Kyrie because I think his heart's maybe in the right place. I think he's just making an ass out of himself. I think he doesn't realize how to properly act or, or how to properly go about things. Like I think he has this message or maybe he doesn't even really, really know what his message is at the moment. That could be entirely possible too.
0: I think that uh he, uh, I, I think that he's at this point in his career where it's like, he's not young anymore. And he, he realizes that it's more than just about basketball, but he, he he's forgetting that he's still playing basketball. Like he still has a job to go do. He should, he still should be, you know, wanting to get another ring and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and, and, you know, like I said earlier, is it, I mean, you, listen, we, we know the reason we give him hate is be like, that used to be my favorite player. I used to want a Kyrie Irving jersey. Like I did, I had one at one point. Um, I, I used to love Kyrie. And then, you know, the whole thing with Boston happened and then, so, you know, I just I feel like he's going through this mid-career crisis where it's like he needs an identity. Yeah. And um, that's really what he's going for, you know what I'm saying?
1: It's just a shame, man. Like, I've, I, I'm, I'm more into now with – again, like, I've, I get off of work uh, from UPS and I'm just driving home and I hear Stephen A. Smith talking about him going on rants. And, and the more I think about it and the more I postulate on it, I just think that Kyrie – like you said, he needs an identity, and I think he's going about it the wrong way. So I, I'm trying to be more thoughtful and respectful because, again, we don't also know the guy. You know, yeah, we we can sit here all we want and talk and da 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 and but we don't know the guy for who he is. Um, I just think I think rather rather than just go on the attack, I think he just needs to to play, man. I think he needs to return to playing. I think you know what it is. I think that shoulder injury was the worst thing that could have happened to Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah. Perhaps going to Boston. Going to Boston didn't help.
1: Not having a leading figure like LeBron to guide him, to show him how to act. I think that was the worst thing that ever happened. I think the the combination of those two events was the worst two things that could have ever happened to Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah. Well, because when he was with LeBron, the cameras were on LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So he, uh, he didn't really have the spotlight on him. But then when he went to Boston, he had the spotlight on him way more, especially after he requested the trade. Um, and he just felt, he just had this new found attention that he didn't even know was possible. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know that he could have that much attention on him at one time. Right. And, and it just like, it kind of opened his eyes. Like maybe I should be using this attention for something else, like something good besides basketball. And I appreciate that. And I respect him for that. And, you know, I can always say good things about Kyrie. You know, I like, I like how he's always smiling. I like how positive he is yeah um you know he, he has a very good outlook on life you know what i'm saying like like i don't know I, I think he's a wise dude but i just i think he i think he's going too quick i think he, he, this is stuff you do after you're done playing basketball you know what i'm saying yeah this is this is the route you take when you're you you do not have basketball anymore He shouldn't you know you should be using your platform but you should be where your main concern is playing basketball that's what you're getting yeah. paid to do
1: 100 percent.
0: It, it just doesn't i don't remember the last time i heard this like anything about him going, like when was the last time he said, "Oh, we're trying to, you know, trying to win a champion or anything like that?" It's not about that, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. it's, it's about you know, oh, don't make fun of my teammate because of this, this, and this, and this, and oh, yeah, or hope, the media, yeah, uh, oh, and all these pawns in front of me, and and I've never played with any. That was a little players. bit
1: conceited, I, you know, like I. I I can pray. I'm not, I'm not even praising Kyrie. I'm, I might be defending or caping for Kyrie right now, but I will say that that comment was completely out of line. Yeah. You
0: know, he, he's out of line. He's out. Of, he's he's yeah. so completely out of line. He needs to go into the locker room and play, play like, like we said on this podcast before you, if you are going to talk big, you need a big game to back it up. And he hasn't had a big game in how many years?
1: I'd say it stopped to Cleveland. I mean, he has he had highlight he, plays, he, he, had decent, games, yeah,
0: he had a decent game. Yeah. He had a one fifty-point game last year.
1: But like that's okay. That, that's you not know, enough. The, that's the, the not true enough. Kyrie, I think, was the Kyrie that we saw at Cleveland.
0: Yeah, t- we're talking about 2015, 2016, Kyrie, 2014, 2015,
1: 2016. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. And he just it's it's also it's it's a cycle too, right? Because we saw Kyrie come out after the fact. And walk back his statement. I didn't mean to call them pawns. Da 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 da. I that's you guys. You guys took my what I said out of context. That wasn't what I meant. Da 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 da. You know, that this is a this is a cycle. This is a cycle. You know, and yeah. the, and the, the sooner that Kyrie realizes that, the sooner he'll be better off for it. Uh, but I guess do, do we got to close the, the shitting on Kyrie? No, we can. So let's keep it up. Now let's keep it up.
0: Every every time we say something bad about Kyrie. We have to say something good about him first.
1: Yeah? All right. I'll do that. Seriously, Kyrie exploded for 30 points. Looked great. You know what I'm saying? Had yeah. that really nice move. That really I, nice love, move. I
0: love that. I love his handle, but goddamn, f- he's an asshole. Fuck
1: that good. No, <laughs> no yeah. No, I, I think that I think that's a better that's a better segment. That is a yeah. better segment. Um okay. Moving on. Uh, all right. So we got the we can talk about Paul George five years, $190 million extension.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't You know, they're banking on him. They're banking on that. The, the, what that says to me is that the Clippers are putting their trust in Paul George, that he's going to perform. That's what that says to me. You think so? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm actually, I'm not, I, you know, contrary to what, I, I'm sure contrary to popular belief, I'm not too mad at this extension. I don't hate this extension, right? I, I don't – I think that he is a player that you need to sort it out when it comes to playoffs. Like the, it, Paul George in the playoffs, we, we you got to sort that off. For him to be worth $190 million over the course of five years. Regular season playoff Paul George – not regular season playoff Paul George. Regular season Paul George is worth $190 million five years. That's my personal opinion. Right. I think for him to be worth that though, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think they're going to be less time. There could have been, excuse me, less time, less money. Um, for me, for him to be worth that much money, you need to, you really need to, if you're Paul George, elevate your game and be able to get it done in the playoffs, be very consistent and play like a dog in the regular season. Because the Clippers this year are going to be a big factor in the West. I didn't think so on past podcasts. I will cop to that. I'm going to be a hypocrite here. I do think now the Clippers will be a factor. Yeah. So if you're Paul George and the Clippers are putting this $190 million tag in front of you and saying, Hey man, you need to play up to this. You gotta, you gotta be in the gym. No more pointing fingers as we saw him do on all the, all the smoke podcasts with Doc Rivers, you know, pointing figures, putting the blame on everyone else. No, no, no. Paul George, you need to get better. Right. If you're Paul George, again, play up to your price tag. That's a, that's yeah. a sick quote. Play up to your price tag, you right. know, You got it. You got to improve. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think it had been easily for like two or three years and like what? 80 million.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I I didn't, I don't disagree with, with doing that, but you know, I don't know if I necessarily 100% agree with it. Uh, you know, they probably asked Kawhi what he wanted, and Kawhi's faith – Kawhi still has some faith in, in Paul George, you know, and he's demonstrated that during the playoffs especially. Um, and so, you know, Paul George also, he said the reason that it happened is he had a lot of stuff on his mind, you know, they True. were in the bubble. True, uh, There was a lot of factors going to it, but now he's out of excuses. Yeah. And they have a big contract on him for five years. Even if he doesn't pan out as the player that he's saying that he will be, uh, that's still a lot of trading power, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. still that's still a, a, a two or three very good players you could get for Paul George. Um. So you know, that's that's uh, the the Clippers put their faith in him. That that's what that says. That's, that's he's the future of the Clippers, and uh, I hope I really do hope that he pans out. He's a good player. Yeah. You know, uh, he's not as young as he once was, but he he's he can still get buckets. But if he you turn to like, the
1: Pacer Paul George, I mean that's that's worth the 190 mil.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he, like you said, there's just so this stigma about him in the playoffs. And I think that if anyone can help him get over that, it's Kawhi. Uh, So, you know, I I think they have a very solid team. The only thing that worries me about the Clippers is that they didn't get better. And a lot of like the Lakers got better, you know, a lot of teams around them got better. Um, So I hope that, that that duo is still enough to, you know, keep the threshold I'd say last season they were the they were the best team in in the NBA. Uh, Lakers? Yeah, i I you know the lake the Lakers obviously. Knowing came what we out know now
1: or beforehand.
0: Just during the regular season, they were the best team in the NBA. It's okay. on paper on paper I'd say they were. I say remember because we were talking they, they were just that much a little just just that much better than the Lakers on paper at least. Yeah. Uh, obviously during the playoffs, you know the you know you got to get your your stars come out. Come out of the woodworks and, and, and drop buckets. um The playoffs is a different story, but I'd say on paper they were the best team in the league last year. uh
1: Yeah, one could argue that for sure.
0: This, this season not it's we a little now, bit. Obviously. Yeah, now now knowing what we know now, this season I I don't know if that's the case anymore. You know we lost a lot of faith in Paul George. We lost a lot of faith in that team as a whole. The Lakers got. Yeah, the Lakers got better. The Warriors are are starting to get healthy again slowly but surely. Um, Rockets in that
1: combo if Harden comes back.
0: Rockets got better, you know. So, you know, their their competition only got better. Yeah. And the the Nuggets have some newfound, you know. Uh
1: you wanna talk about the Nuggets in a little bit? We can talk about the Nuggets.
0: Egotism, you know what I'm saying? They they have that confidence now, that, that momentum from last year. So I don't know. I don't know if they are any longer the best team in the NBA.
1: No, I, I, I definitely wouldn't think so. I think the Lakers yeah. are. I think yeah, Lakers are. Either the Lakers or ugh, trying to think of the, the Eastern Conference. Lakers probably be like what the the Nets maybe the Nets because the Nets too. Well, we got a lot to get into. The Nets really, really wowed me against the Wizards. I know it's the Wizards. I know it's preseason, but the Nets, man, the Nets are eh, they're looking good, and it's like
0: It was fun. Yeah, it was fun watching Kyrie.
1: I'm just saying, I think there's a lot, like to your point, Nish, there's a lot more competition now. There's a lot more comp yeah. that, that these Clipper guys are going to have to worry about now in the NBA. Everyone's got, everyone's got either a bench, a group of star players, or a, a unit of solid role players in one star. And everyone's gunning for that top spot. Nobody's yeah. sitting there anymore, being like, "Hey, maybe the Knicks." I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I still have to get your impression on the Knicks, though, because they did play a little bit of preseason ball, uh, and Obi Toppin, in particular. Yeah. But yeah, man, like everyone, I feel like has their own it factor. Could be wrong. Yeah, save a few teams, maybe that I'm not thinking about them.
0: I, I think, it, I think last year was very competitive. It was very spread out. Like the good players were spread thin. Um. I think this year is just that much more competitive. Uh, I think the teams are just that much more closer to each other. Like yeah. the Hawks, the Hawks are good. The Hornets are the Hornets have some cool players on their team. Now, you know, the Hornets are, playing the Hornets well. are
1: fun to watch, man. The,
0: the nets are The nets are healthy. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully for the whole year. Um, you know the, the well, John Wall's back. Boogie Cousins is back. The Lakers got better. You know, so last year, like we said, was the most competitive year in the NBA. I think this year is actually shaping up to be even more competitive. I think the teams yeah. are better. Yeah, the teams are better.
1: So. Especially the, because of the East, man. Like the East expanded. The East exploded. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. uh, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely hyped. It's good. The East is way more fun and it's way more competitive, and those two go hand in hand you know? Right. So, um, all right. <clears throat> what else we got here? We could talk about Bradley Beal, joining Jordan. He signed with yeah. Jordan. I mean, it's a quick segment, but congrats. He definitely yeah. deserves it. Guy that got snubbed from the all-stars uh, game last year. Uh, definitely played like a champ and is still playing like a champ. I feel like I say that about a lot of people, but Bradley Beal, man, congrats on joining Jordan. Um, obviously I feel like in, in basketball that Nike and, adidas maybe puma's making a run at it now but that jordan is probably the most prestigious sponsor you can join in the nba right that might be a little bit of a hot take because i know nike's in that situation i know that adidas is in that conversation but jordan to me is neck and neck with nike at like the top of the pile
0: that is an interesting take i don't know
1: okay so who's your who's your top of the who's your top of the uh the who takes the cake who takes the cake for Nike? nike Yeah,
0: Nike easily. Yeah, Nike. well, also
1: Nike. You know that's Jordan is like a subsidiary of Nike. So
0: yeah, we're really just they're the same company. Um, the yeah. money's going to the same people. But um, no, I feel like uh I feel like you want to be signed to Nike, and if you can't get signed to Nike, you get signed to Adidas. Well, no, I don't know that. I think Adidas Adidas making a a, a run at a lot of players. Like Very you know, young, they got hard Harden. hard Harden and all that. Um. But I think I think Nike is really where the royalty is is Mount Olympus, the fat basketball. cats. Yeah,
1: you know what? Out yeah, that yeah, was I was speaking foolishness there because then I just realized that LeBron has Giannis. I mean, Nike, excuse me, has Giannis. LeBron, uh, they had Kobe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. I think I think Jordan slips in there every you know and tries to tries to get some easy stealers, you know. Bradley
1: Beal's the guy for Jordan, right? Yeah. I couldn't think of a better guy to go to Jordan.
0: Yeah, I think Bradley Beal. Bradley was a good fit for Jordan. I'm glad that he's he's you know he needs he needs some better recognition definitely. For sure. Oh, and it's it's about time. So.
1: That's what I'm saying. A guy that doesn't get quite the shine that he might deserve. Averaged 30 points per game last year. Snub from the All Star game. A guy that could get a lot more. Did he really
0: average 30?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something in that range. I know up. it's, 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 his ceiling is, 30. are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah. His ceiling, I'm pretty sure, was 30. Cause that's why everyone was so outraged that he didn't, he, he didn't make the cut.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he's good.
1: He's really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, 2019, he averaged 30.5 points per game.
1: Yeah. So he's, he's the real deal, but he didn't get the shine that he deserved. And Jordan no, is kind of like the Bradley Beal of, NBA sponsorships. No, don't yeah. you know. get
0: Maybe, no, maybe, maybe yeah. Though,
1: maybe, no, yeah, but who knows?
0: Uh, um, because, you know, say he starts getting the, the recognition he does deserve, and and then there you go. There, there's sneaker sales right there. It's a good pickup for Jordan. I, that's
1: I that's what I'm saying. It could be the perfect fit, you know? Yeah. Two parties yeah. that could benefit from each other. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. Can we talk real quick, too, about – I want to get – because you're a New, obviously a New York Knicks fan. Anyone that's been listening to the podcast for this long knows that. How do you feel about Obi Toppin, man? Let me know, because he's got some freak athleticism, man. I I don't know if you saw the the dunk that he had where he kind of just lifted himself off the ground and just, and like put it into the, I was like, wow. Like, I I remember seeing this kid's college highlights. And then once you get to the NBA, it's almost like you get to see it in a different light. And I was like, this kid's the real deal.
0: Yeah, he was, he was, he was looking good out there. You know, he was looking young. He was looking athletic. He was moving the ball. He was doing a lot of off ball movement. Uh, he was passing. He was, you know, getting. But he was playing very high IQ basketball. That's 100%. what I noticed about him. That's what I was happy about. I think him and Mitchell Robinson are going to make an excellent pair. Um, I'm still disappointed in RJ Barrett, but that's that's a topic for another time. Uh, I think that that him and Mitchell Robinson are, are very 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 bright spots on the Knicks route, on the Knicks roster.
1: Well, I wonder, especially with drafting Obi Toppin, if the Knicks are now going to go into a bully ball mode, could you, could you kind of see that night? Because the Lakers did it last year uh, to a lot of success because they won the chip, right? They had obviously a great guard rotation that showed out at the end, but for the most part, it was bully ball. The Knicks kind of did that last year, uh, less successfully so than the, than the Lakers did. But the point is that they did it, they tried it. And this might be doubling down on that. It might be the opposite of the Rockets and I don't hate it. No. You just need guys I mean I know Obi Toppin can shoot the ball. He's yeah. got athleticism. You know Mitchell Robinson he's been working on his shot around the arc. He's a dynamic big. He can he he's great from the perimeter, blocking and you know and hopefully shooting soon, but those are two guys that you want on your team if you're a young team like the Knicks.
0: Yeah, I mean they just need they need a leader. That's, that's, I think that's what they're missing right now. That's what they need. Yeah. Uh, I, well, missing among other things, they also need a point guard, Um <laughs> and, you know, and a decent owner, but besides all that stuff, you know, they, uh they need a leader. They need someone to take them up to the next level, but I feel like the, the pieces are really starting to come together. And Obi Toppin was kind of the icing on top of that, on top of the cake now. You know, on top just, of- Yeah. Uh Now they just need someone to bring them up, but I think Obi Toppin is a great pickup. I think he's, he, We've only seen him play once, and I'm excited. So, I mean, also
1: talk about point guards, Miles Powell. I, I really think the Knicks this year had a great draft, not a great draft, but like compared to other Knicks drafts, not half yeah. bad. You know, like not yeah. half bad.
0: Well, they they finally, I think around you know 2017, after they got rid of Carmelo, they started coming to their senses a little bit they just made a lot of bad trades in a row and yeah they were trying to hold on to
1: carmelo for a while there
0: they were trying to hold on to that win now thing and it was just they were just getting worse and worse as Carmelo was getting worse uh but you know what they were like listen we're not gonna we're not gonna go after these win now players we're gonna get rid of everyone and really just restart from the bottom and and they did and now we're going into 2021 season and uh we see you know all those years of of you know, scraping the bottom, trying to pick up the best that you can. We see it starting to really take shape. You know, we, we don't really see success yet, but we're starting to see what they were going for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's looking it's looking pretty decent.
1: A step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, we're 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 just that much closer to where we want to be. Uh, and I'm happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh well with that, you wanna close things up for this episode yeah sir. Sure. guys this has been episode twenty. i want to say it's 29 really yeah 29, 29 you're right yeah so that, what are we doing for 30 night i
0: don't know we gotta come up with something man
1: we gotta come up with something we're actually gonna be i'm sure we're gonna be implementing more sponsors excuse yeah. me not sponsors but um guests guests more segments yeah. uh over the course of the pod so so be ready for that i'm gonna get into my producer back a little bit but uh, more for the future of the show. Be expecting more again. Uh, something nice for thirty. Something special for thirty. Because we've been doing this for thirty yet, but that's wild. Yeah. that's crazy to think. That's a it's lot like, of time. It
0: doesn't sound like a lot, but that's thirty weeks. You know.
1: Well, that's also we took. There were semesters off. You know, we, there yeah. were certain weeks where we didn't record. Um, and yeah, no, it's it's been. It doesn't sound like a lot if you're just listening, or hopefully you're binging our episodes. Uh, if you're listening, it doesn't sound like a lot, but. Like you said, Nigel, it's been thirty. Each episode
0: things. is like an hour to an hour and a half. I mean, that's there That's over a day's worth of. That's like a day's and a half worth of spreading the floor.
1: Yeah, dude. Some the, we yeah. topped off. We topped off at an hour thirty. Yeah, that's our longest episode. That was when we were kind of just shooting the shit. That was fun. We got to do more of those too. Yeah, I agree. So I'll get into my producer bag. We'll be making more fun stuff for you guys. Maybe go live next episode. Who knows?
0: Yeah, that could be fun.
1: You want to do that? So we'll, we'll we'll figure something out with that.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: But uh, till next time, guys. I've been your host Jacob Cooperman. and uh, Fernandez, and uh, he's Nigel Petty Fernandez. N- Nostradamus Nigel. Um, Nostradamus Nigel is one for uh, one for, what was it one for zero? On we're the we're
0: going, going we're going on the season, so
1: we yeah,
0: I'll take season? I'll t- I'll take that Leandro
1: ball. Leandro ball, give you the dub, and then yeah. uh, all knowing coop. Or what should what should my we got I got to cook up something. I got to cook up a. A nickname for myself, but I'll, I'll cook, tally cook up.
0: A, cook up coop. Cook,
1: cook up coop. Cook <laughs> out <up> coop. coop. <laughs> cook out coop. Cook up coop. Uh, to keep things appropriate, cook up coop. Uh, I'll 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 give myself I'll tag myself up a W for now. Can we call it a W for the for the John we'll, Wall? We'll, we'll,
0: we'll call we'll call it we'll call we'll we'll put a W as a placeholder. We'll, okay. we'll put a you know it's not 100. percent We gotta see how it goes, but we'll we'll put you we'll put you there for now. Uh, right, looking good. Enjoyed. We'll give sounds you the good. advance. So <laughs> Okay.
2: Alright yeah.
1: guys. That has been the episode for today. Uh stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye.
2: Peace.